What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Wooda. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Big week for us. PAX, it's all happening. Yeah, it is. It's a huge week for us. It's a huge week for you. Of you're, course, you're going to PAX. You're going to go do the main speech, the main stage. You're flying out today. Today, yeah, right. I'm flying out tomorrow. Look at us. I'm giving the keynote address Friday morning, 1030 in the Paramount Theater if Woo! you're going to PAX. I hope you'll come join us. Um, yeah, we were just talking about our our, our um, schedules. pack schedules. Crazy. I mean, you're very. I mean, I'm only, I'm only doing a few things. You're very busy, as always. You know how it is for Greg Miller. Remember, of course, you're the man in demand. Guild Wars event Friday morning. We'll be streaming at twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games nine a.m. If you're in Seattle, come. It's not at Pax. The Kind of Funny Games Showcase Friday four thirty p.m. at Pax. Come to that Raven Theater. Also streaming. Also on Kind of Funny Games. And then Saturday nine p.m. The Kind of Funny Inner Sight Championship Tournament. Gary Wood is in it. Nine p.m. That's right. Hosted by myself and Snowbike Mike. Uh, kindoffunny.com slash events has all these details. You can watch them all on Kind of Funny Games. Uh, other surprise things I'll be doing there that I can't announce yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I told you the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, Wink yeah. Of oh, where yeah, I'll yeah, be popping yeah. up, but Top I can't, can't talk about Gotta that keep yet. keep it under the you got your Space rack, Rock stickers. So, yeah, so, I mean, uh, last week on the show, we pimped this for 18 full minutes. That's how we do it here. Let's, we'll keep it much shorter this time. Uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, I don't know how long that'll last, but we'll have about 90 copies of Space Rocks. Sixth floor of the convention center in the Bandland area. Come see me. I'll give you a copy of Space Rocks. Explain to you why you should well, not play sell it. a copy of Space I'll sell you a copy of Space I'll, I'll give it to you, but then you will also give me money. Um, <laughs> you didn't say who's giving what to what and when. And I'll explain to you why you should not play under any circumstances. If you come by and it's sold out, I, who knows what might happen. Um, we do have about 100 pins and about 500 of these uh, Space Rock stickers. All you have yeah. to do is come up to me and ask for one, and if we've got one, uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. I put it on my phone. Oh, Bar- already got Bear one. Put it's already on his, on his phone. phone. Look at that. Yeah. Notice you've never put a kind of funny sticker on your phone. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm looking forward to PAX. Yeah. PAX is a great good. show, dude. It's I my love favorite. PAX. It's my favorite place. I love it. I, I love just tweeted beforehand, like, woof, it's going to be a day. Like, the day is already intent on breaking me before we can get to PAX. How's that? There's just so much to do. There's so much to shove into today, let alone then the next two days at PAX. I'm not leaving. I'm not, we're not leaving until, like, lunchtime tomorrow, but today yeah. is all packing. Yeah. I got a bunch of work shit to, to you know, to tie off before I can leave. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do. Got an MCU movie to script to finish, don't you? Got a, a movie to finish there? Huh? Maybe a Star Trek. Maybe DC. What are you doing? What, Suicide Squad? You working? Yeah, you helping James Gunn? You'll find out soon enough. I better find out soon. One of these days. But enough about Gary Witte. Today we're going to talk about Telltale Games being reanimated. Aladdin and Lion King coming back. That's right. It's some kind of time warp because this is kind of funny. Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, if you are watching live, no, you give us your question, comments, concerns everything under the video game sun there then you can tune in to watch us record the show live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you like we already said pax is this weekend we're all doing a bunch of stuff you can catch all the kind of funny stuff at kind of funny.com slash events if you want to see me? Those panels are up there. If you want to go to a community get-together, you got to know where the community goes. Wink, find it. Not, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, Barrett? Wink and 
winking like that. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, because I'm going to PAX today. This is my final kind of funny games daily of the week. Don't cry. Tim will be here tomorrow to help you out. Maybe. He's having another eye issue. Tim with these eyes. What's going on with these eyes? He's, uh, he has got this eye problem. Is it just that they're too good looking? No, it's not even that. It's because they keep getting red and crying and stuff. It's an ongoing thing he's had for a while. Really? He's had drops and stuff, and now he's back to the doctor today. But I assume huh. he'll be here tomorrow. Okay. Uh, however, I, w- I would normally announce this on Friday for Kind of Funny Games Daily Programming. But since but this I is your Friday. Exactly. Since I won't be here on Friday, I'm announcing it now. Don't worry about the rest of this week. Don't worry about anything. Kind of Funny Games Daily is fine. Of course, Monday off, Labor Day, we're actually taking a day off. But more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, next Thursday and Friday on Kind of Funny Games Daily, one, Imran Khan is going to come in. The oh, newest. The new, the, new, uh, the new recruit. The new co-host. Who had a cover for Fran yesterday. Oh, about whom I was not consulted, by the way. I assume you'd be fine with him. You, and you, you, you assume a lot, Greg. Yeah, well, I no, mean, also, I don't great. care. <laughs> I, you know, but I mean, anything that's potentially a threat to me, i got to keep my eye oh, on Oh, Imran's not going to be a threat to you. Nobody can come Say in here now. and fill 18 minutes self-promoting like you <laughs> can, Gary. Uh, next week, Thursday and Friday, Imran is going to host. I will be out on a job. Fran will be out on a job. Andrew will be out for a wedding. Tim will be out on another wedding. Which so, I, by the way, have never done. No one's ever asked me to host. This guy's been here for five minutes. He's hosting. And I'm not supposed to see that as a threat? No, because you work best as second banana. You get to be the comedy one. You need a straight man to work. That's true. You're you think right. you're going to show up here in a no, straight? No, you're right. It's the role. It's, it's the role in which, to which I'm. I'll, I will do it one day. No, you, I actually, no, actually, I, I want you to show up in a no, shirt and tie and be and serious. Honestly, and, if you actually said to me, "Can you be? Can I sit in that chair?" I'd be mortified. To gather I all the news. It. You couldn't yeah, do no, it. You'd I break under this pressure. Imran won't though. But more well, importantly, exactly, we need to define co-hosts for Imran. And so I said, Imran, you're new. Who in the San Francisco Bay Area would you want to host with? Anybody, IGN, GameSpot, who don't you get to work with enough on camera? And he said, Greg, I don't care. I'm excited to work with anybody. And then, guess what happened, ladies and gentlemen? I went home, and I watched Kind of Funny Games Daily, because this is on the, the day of his first uh, appearance, right? Yeah, yeah. And I watched his episode, and something struck me uh, that I wasn't prepared for, and I didn't think through, obviously, because we all have our own lives, and we're running about doing our own things. But it was... Imran getting to sit down uh, last week on Friday for his first show and talk into a microphone and talk about his feelings and remind the audience that he existed. And it totally went over my head, I guess, that when the Game Informer layoffs happened, these people and their avenues to talk to their audience in their normal ways got snuffed out, right? All of a sudden, boom, they're gone. Game Informer still doing shows. Game Informer talking about it. Andy coming on, giving a great speech. But to see Imran sit next to me and have a chance to say his piece. I listened to that episode and it was very uh, quite touching, I thought. Remind the world of, hey, I'm still here and this is what I'm doing and these are my plans and this is it. After I got to listen to that, I hit up Imran and I said, hold on one second. And instead I hit up Tim Geddes and I said, hey, I have an idea. Is this a dumb idea? He said, no, it's not a dumb idea. Let's do it. What we're doing next week on Thursday and Friday for Games Daily is... I reached out to Imran and I said, hey, uh, I would love to uh, give everybody a job. I can't. But I know you're still talking to the other people who got laid off from Game Informer. Do you want to talk to them? You guys amongst yourself decide on two people who kind of funny will fly out here and put up for Thursday and Friday so that two Game Informer, ex-Game Informer folks do the shows with you. You guys do your own Gamescast. Next week's Gamescast will be Imran and his two Game Informer or ex-Game Informer friends. They will do the show together. It will be their Gamescast. They will do two games dailies together. It will be a chance for them all to talk. Not about the layoffs necessarily. It's their show, whatever they want to do. But more importantly, do what they do, and that's talk about video games and share the news with you. So next week, uh, you're going to have Imran hosting Thursday and Friday. His co-hosts are going to be JV, 
and Surreal. We're bringing both of them out from Minneapolis to come out here, uh, be in the Bay Area, do shows with uh, Imran, do the games cast, like I said, next week on themselves, uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you want to watch live Thursday. But next week, uh, there we go. That's great. Three of them out, doing the I, best I, 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 love, I love that you're doing that. I love that you're in a position to Me be too. able to give these guys a platform you know, when they could really use it. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was the thing about it. Of like when I had a chance to think it through and listen to Imran, like as an audience member, not as a co-host, it was that thing of like, Oh man, like I'm sure I'd love to get everybody out here. Obviously we don't have that kind of bandwidth to get all uh, five people out from here, but I uh, have that opportunity for two more people to come out here and have a moment to say, Hey, yeah, this is who we are and what we do. And I think it's also that we all as consumers of games, journalism, uh, enthusiast pressed, fall in our camps right so when Imran would cross over and be oh it's the Game Informer guy he's cool some of you might go listen to the Game Informer podcast but many probably didn't stuck with kind of funny or stuck with IGN or whatever the ability for them to come here and do something on our shows and be like this is who we are and this is our vibe and this is how we talk about games and this is, I'm, I'm JV and these are the games I love like I want that I want those people to have that chance I love it so that's next week. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Upstart and Brooklyn but I'll tell you about that later for now Let's start a beefy. Actually, actually get into the news inside 10 minutes. What Graham. is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Speaking of things coming back from the dead. Number one, Telltale Games has been reanimated. This comes from a plucky young upstart reporter, Colin Campbell at Polygon. <laughs> Telltale Games, which was shut down last year, is being revived after its assets were purchased by a company called LCG Entertainment. The new company will sell some of Telltale's back catalog and will work on new games based on a few Telltale-associated properties, as well as new licenses. The new Telltale is headed up by Jamie Oddly, we'd say, right? And Brian Waddle. Oddly said that some workers from the original Telltale games will be offered freelance roles with full-time positions possible in the future. Oddly has spent much of his career in mobile games, most recently a founder and CEO of Galaxy Pest Control, which is best known for licensed games based on Duck Dynasty and Power Rangers. Waddle's previous experience includes running sales and marketing for the Havoc game engine. Neither worked at Telltale Games prior to its shuttering in 2018. In an interview with Polygon, Oddly confirmed that the new business has back catalog rights to licensed properties, The Wolf Among Us, and Batman, as well as full rights to original Telltale games such as Puzzle Agent. Quote, there are some other expired licenses that we're looking at, he said. Oddly said it's possible the new Telltale will pick up some stories where they left off. Quote, we are still evaluating, but we definitely want to continue some of the stories. Uh, he said, but it looks like The Walking Dead won't be coming back. That license is now owned by Skybound, which has its own plans for game releases. The status of previous Telltale licenses, such as Borderlands, Game of Thrones, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Minecraft, have not been announced. When asked about Telltale's previous plans to release a game based on Stranger Things, he said the rights reverted back to Netflix. Oddly said that he bought the rights to Telltale because he believes in the future of adventure games. Quote, this is a viable business that went away due to market conditions and some scale choices, uh, parentheses, Telltale previous management made. He said, I like games that tell stories and I think our industry should have a company that specializes in narrative driven games. The revived Telltale Games will be based in Malibu, California, about 400 miles from the original studio's headquarters in San Rafael. Quote, we're going to stay small over the next six months and we will work for more of a distributed development pipeline than Telltale was known for, Oddly said. We'll focus on tools, technology, and design in-house. Some things like animation and motion capture will be done with the right partnerships externally, end quote. 
Oddly explained that the company is looking to evolve. I'm sorry, looking at evolving Telltale's episodic model. Quote, we will probably keep the concept of episodes, but with different pacing. This is a different world from a media consumption standpoint. We need to look at how people like to entertain themselves. I like the idea of binge watching, end quote. Even though I read a lot of that, even more at Polygon in uh, Colin Campbell's article and interview. Gary, you, of course, are one of the reasons Telltale failed. They brought you in all the time for Story Consultant, paid you too much. What they do you paid, think of they this? Paid me, they paid me so much money, they, had, they went under, yeah. <laughs> they backed the wrong horse. On that Not one true, day. but you did, you did work at Telltale. You I consult. did. Um, I tweeted about this earlier today. Like the, I'm, I'm cautious, I was very surprised when I heard this, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Um, uh, again, as, as, as someone who was a teeny tiny part of the Telltale story, I, always, uh, I was very, very sad to see them go away. Sure. They were a terrific, terrific company. I, I just as recently as, you know, what, seven years ago, they were hoovering up every award in town for right. The Walking Dead. Yeah. And then the company, if anything, The Walking Dead arguably was was both their platform to greater success and their undoing. Because oh, I, right? I don't think they could handle the, the, the scale at which they, they, they scale well, up. Well, I saw a success there, right? And then everybody much, wanted much, to work much, with them. Too and, much too soon. And it seems like they didn't and they, say no. And it, and it got away from them. Exactly. I think that's, that's kind of the layman's, you know, post-mortem of it. Sure. Um, so I'm cautiously up. I'm glad to see it come back. I'm cautiously up. I don't know these guys. I don't know who they are. Yeah. I tweeted about this earlier today. I can only hope that these guys um, uh, will be responsible stewards and have serious intentions yeah. about bringing this back in the right way. It's funny because when I woke up this morning and opened Twitter, I saw Schreier tweeting about this first. Yeah. Uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku, of course. And he was being, I'd say, aggressive in regard to it, which tainted what I thought the article was going to read like and what, what the news was going to be. But he was coming at it from the offense that so many uh, uh, of sites and IGNs and GameSpots were like, Telltale's being revived, Telltale's back, and him being like, they're not back. Yeah, somebody, bought it, the yeah, name. somebody bought the name. They don't have the people. And that's a they starting the point. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Right, and they obviously have intentions to bring it back, and they're talking yeah. about bringing back some of the original people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're talking about just freelancers and outsourcing and, and changing the model. Like, this is not going to be the old Telltale. And that's the thing that so many people I saw around. And nor should it be, because the yeah. old Telltale failed. Exactly. Rami out there saying, like, you remember that, you, you know, a brand's a brand. The people who make your games are the people who made your games. Like, right. they're not the same thing. But the virtual boy writes into patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, hello, G2. I like that. I like that. That's, that could be our Ooh. name now. You know what I mean? Yeah. G2. For Andrea, right. get G-G. out of here. Or you could call us GG. GG. There you there go. Is. All right. With the recent news of Telltale's resurrection, complete with new owners and a brand new team, should fans of Telltale and adventure games be excited? Apprehensive? Early reactions seem to be skeptical, citing apprehension about an entirely different team taking over the licenses. If this new studio just named itself something other than Telltale, would there be less skepticism? To me, what Telltale did, and hopefully now will do, is unique enough in this industry that I'm just glad somebody is taking up the mantle. Thanks. Again, seeing the Jason tweets for a second put me on a different line of thinking coming into the article. Reading Colin's article, reading Colin's uh, uh, interview here, it seems like they're saying the right things of this. Where, hey man, we're not, we're trying not to make the mistakes of the past. We understand what the Telltale brand is. We want to keep telling those stories. We think there is a spot for adventure games slash episodic games, story-driven, narrative-driven content like this. And I like that we're going to stay... like I, Same thing where I think I saw the, the information being taken out of context a bit on Twitter of like, oh, they're going to offer Telltale people freelance roles? That kind of sucks. But to the same 
article and conversation here, right? Like we're staying small these first six months. We're trying to get yeah. all the ducks in a row before we really capitalize on this and go somewhere with it, which then makes sense of. Yes, yeah, we're not going to bring start all this small yeah. and build. So I think I think that makes sense. Um, I, I I am neither. Ex- I, I'm. I'm not overly excited. I'm not overly skeptical. I mean, I'm, I'm in the middle. I mean, I, 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 I'm keeping an open mind. This could go either way. Yeah, These 100%. guys are saying the right things. They're starting small. They seem on the surface to have good intentions. I'm actually curious to know how much they, they got the name for. What do you think that name was worth? I don't know, man. And okay, that, that's, it could have been like a few grand. I mean, it could have been nothing. Oh, my God. It's got to be more than that because it's got to come with some of the debt, right? And some of that jazz. I mean, like, who, who knows? Your I, mean, IP I, I don't know if they, I don't know if they have, took on debt. I don't know. They're talking. You know, they, they, they obviously bought the existing IP as well. Yeah, I mean, if you have. They, uh, back catalog licensed properties, the Wolf Among Us and Batman. Like, I mean, that's I mean, part of the part of the issue is that Telltale is in, in uh, post Walking Dead. They just hoovered up every licensed property yeah. they could, yeah. and it was built almost entirely on licensed games. They go back to the stuff that Telltale owns. You have to go back to like like as I said, Puzzle Agent and much older games. Um, look, I I would love to see the Telltale story continue. If you know your history, Telltale has a very storied history. It actually, connects directly to. You know, Lucas Arts right. and Lucasfilm Games, and a lot of the guys that started Telltale came from the world of Sam, uh, of Sam and Max, well, and yeah, Monkey Island, and Zach McCracken, yeah. and those old classic games. Yeah. So Telltale is a really important part of, um, of, of of adventure and story based game history, and I would love to see that history continue. So I feel like this is a, this is on on its face, it's better than nothing happening, exactly. right? Nothing yeah, bad yeah. has happened yet. Let's keep an open mind, and we'll see. Yeah, I think. Uh, the skepticism obviously makes sense because people are coming at you. We don't know these people. What are you talking about, right? But uh, I think you nail a virtual boy, right? Of what Telltale did and hopefully will do is unique enough in the industry that I'm glad somebody's taking up the mantle. I think taking up the mantle, like we were talking about, well, you can make it anything. Why would you name your company? Like It kind of has shades of the THQ Nordic stuff. Why would you name your company after a failed company, right? right? right. I feel the brand of Telltale and what a Telltale game is is so much stronger than what a THQ game is. I mean, the, it's so the, much more positive. The Telltale name definitely has value, but there is a cautionary tale here. Look at Atari. Atari mm. was one of the was, and I and I and I specify was one of the great blue chip brands. Everyone knows Atari. Sure. Everybody, you can buy an Atari T-shirt at Target. Everybody knows it. Yeah. But it's but but to people in games, that name is virtually meaningless now because that name has been bought and sold and passed around through so many people who were not responsible stewards who did not um, uh, do the, the Atari brand name justice and now the and, and over years the Atari brand name has become it's whatever virtually worthless in terms of credibility I would hate to that, that's, the, that's the worst case scenario yeah yeah. into your other question Virtual Boy should te- fans of Telltale and Adventure Games be excited I say yes. Apprehensive, of course. But it goes back to the CNE panel I did with Nathan Vella, where he said something that I thought was poignant about people taking deals with Epic, people taking deals with PlayStation for exclusivity, that basically that ensures that your studio is around and more studios is always a good thing. Yeah. More studios that are saying, hey, I want to make adventure narrative-driven content, that's a good thing. Is this going to be the best thing ever? Is it going to capture the, <coughs> bless you, the glory days of what Telltale was? Who knows? That's a really hard thing to do. Just Probably look, not. Your, your, your attitude to this is going to be defined by what your at, your general attitude is. Yeah. Not, if, if you're generally a cynical person... You're probably pretty cynical about this. If you're an optimistic person, you might be. There's not enough information to tilt totally. you either way, right? Just now. an interesting thought. Yeah. Ignacio- if this was, let me ask you. If this was like Tim Schafer and Ron Gilbert buying it. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my god, yeah, this sure. is amazing. But right. I don't know who the fuck these guys are. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Duck Dynasty. Uh, Ignacio Rojas writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "How's it going, Greg and Gary?" 
Grary? No, we don't Grary? like that. No, we like GG. 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 Yeah. Uh, with the recent news of the revival of Telltale games, I have to ask: Is the Telltale model a sustainable one today? Do episodic adventure games have the same place in gaming like they did seven years ago? What does this new Telltale having to have to? Oh, blah blah blah. Anyways, it's always keep being awesome. P.S. Will the Intersight Championship be streamed? Yes, it will be. Twitch.tv such kind of funny games. If Pax doesn't go down because we're just hosting them, doesn't matter. Is it be uh, live streamed? Oh, shit. All our panels are yeah, okay. left from there. Uh, Gary, it's something that came up in here, right? Where at the very end, we're t- we need to talk about, look at how people entertain themselves. This is uh, oddly saying, right? Uh, I like the idea of binge watching. Do you think if Telltale comes around, this new Telltale, yeah. they still do the adventure games. Do you think what he's saying there means that we're still going to get five episodes, but they're all going to drop at once? I mean, just in general, just in general, I would say I... The, the, the binge-watching model that Netflix introduced, mm-hmm. I personally am not a fan of. If really? I would, yeah, if I were to have a TV show... I mean, I'm do, I mean I, it is not a hypothetical. I, I am developing a bunch of TV shows right now. She-Hulk. And I would I love the idea... Which one are you doing? Love the idea... <laughs> I'm so sad that it's real. Have you seen that that fake Moonlight uh, Moon Knight comic panel that's going around? Which one? Where Moon Knight is walking around in, Dra- in, um, in Dracula's castle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Anyway... <laughs> Um, I would I'd be thrilled to have a TV show on Netflix, but yeah. I don't love the the binge model. Really? I, I prefer to be able to curate the pace at which people consume mm. it, and, and, and I feel I feel that you get more bang for your buck in terms of every week there's another media hit like the game of game of thrones a constant example every sunday night every monday morning you dominate the conversation yeah yeah. right good or bad people are talking about game of thrones yeah when it all happens at once it's all that that whole meet that conversation's all over in 24 hours sure because people sit up all night watching it that's i mean it's not i guess if you want to have the freedom to do that you can do that if you want to just pace yourself and watch an episode every week you can do that but i prefer the old-fashioned model of like because that's the only thing in here that gives me pause and that's the only thing that again maybe i'm just old-fashioned i i like the idea of the content being meted out on a regular like, here, i like i like the idea of looking forward to next week's episode you don't get to do that with a binge model but here's the thing i think maybe we're getting too specific right or t- making the timetable too close I think Telltale 2.0 is what I'm going to call for this conversation would benefit a lot by learning from the mistakes of Telltale and in all due respect to them and it's a great game Life is Strange 2 and rather than do what old Telltale did of like and I'm talking about old Telltale when it would, the game came out and then a couple months later there's still no episode 2 where's that going to be at uh, and right now Life is Strange there's such a huge gap between episodes that I don't think there's a discussion there either because nobody's that jazz. So many people are waiting. So many people are playing. I turn it on. I'm like, wait, where was I in Life is Strange 2? What's happening? What if I think they could learn a lot and not release them till they're done and then release them once a week? That'd be I was going to say, the, I was gonna say the exact same thing. Greg, you finally said something I can get behind. GG, buddy. Right, GG. Um, here's what I would say. I, I love the idea. So ra- rather, because this is the problem that I had with... And again, I love working on The Walking Dead. I love working at Telltale. But a month between episodes is, is a long time to wait. Yeah. Um, and and, some, and sometimes they could even be delayed months. if development yeah, gets yeah, behind. Yeah. What I would say, if, if you're going to rack up all the content and have it all ready to go, rather than drop it all at once, drop it every week like a TV show. It only takes yeah. a couple of hours to play through these episodes. And and then own, and like I said, own, the, own the conversation yeah. for like five weeks. Yeah. A new episode every week. Maybe that's the middle ground. It's not binge, but it's not waiting, every, it's not waiting a month or two I months. I mean, that's because it's just like you're saying where 
Game of Thrones right now, like Secession, right? Like you, Sunday Sunday nights are so great for television. There's always something on Sunday where I'm like, I can't wait for the new episode, right? But that's because I know it's coming week to week, and it's easy right. to keep up with. When it is, right. life is strange, and it's like, all right, cool. Episode four just dropped, and I think uh, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. The next episode's December, right? The next episode. That's a long time to wait. I mean, like, oh, yeah, it's like, no, I'll just and wait. By at that this point. time, you've probably forgotten a lot of the story. 100. That's what happened with me. Where when they released episode three, I was like, wait, did I ever play episode two? And I look at the Wikipedia, I was like, oh, I combined it all into one episode. Yeah, I did play it, but. Whatever. The weekly model, I like. I like that. That's, that's, try, try that. Try something new. Gary, they're still on the ground floor here in Malibu. We can call them up. We can be there. Let's we can be it. co-founders with them. Uh, number two, Aladdin and Lion King are also back. This is Sam Claiborne at IGN. Disney Classic Games, Aladdin and the Lion King will be getting boxed retail versions for consoles in addition to digital versions. The current game list for Disney Classic Games, Aladdin and the Lion King is Disney's Aladdin, Sega Genesis version. Disney's Aladdin, Game Boy version. Includes Super Game Boy version, which implies a bit more color, Super Game Boy style. Disney's Aladdin Final Cut. We don't know what this is, but we ask. We haven't heard back. Great job, Sam. Disney's Aladdin Trade Show Demo. A demo version, quote, that has not been publicly available since 1993, according to the press release. Uh, the Lion King Sega Genesis version. The Lion King Super Nintendo version. The Lion King Game Boy version. Parentheses also includes Super Game Boy version. Notable in the press release is the absence of the SNES version of Disney's Aladdin. A very different game than the Genesis version, which, I'm sorry, that also has the distinction of being uh, designed by Resident Evil creator Shinji Mikami. We've reached out to confirm if the SNES version won't be included in the final list, but haven't heard back at this time. Other notable exclusions uh, include the Sega Game Gear version of both Disney's Aladdin and Lion King, the latter of which is regarded highly for its improved gameplay and expense... Oh, I'm sorry, improved gameplay at the expense of graphics. Uh, the Disney Classic Games Aladdin and the Lion King collection is in the capable hams, hands of classic game archaeological archaeologists Digital Eclipse. Oh, I, I love those guys. Creators Mike, of Mike the, and his team. The feature, yeah, yeah, feature-packed Mega Man Legacy Collection and Disney Afternoon Collection. Those guys. You can always you can always trust those guys to do a good job yeah. when they bring back classic really games. Really good. Uh, here are the features already confirmed for Disney Classic Games: Aladdin and the Lion King. Upscaled graphics. Parentheses. Although you can access the original builds too. Filters for visual enhancements. Parentheses. It looks like scan lines are simulated in the screenshots. Customizable controls. Interactive game viewer that lets you watch a pre-recorded play and jump into. Oh, watch! Oh, this is interesting. Interactive game viewer that lets you watch a pre-recorded play and jump into the game at any time, like the That's SNK cool. 40th Anniversary Collection. A rewind feature so you can undo your mistakes on the fly. An explorable museum of behind-the-scenes development assets, including interviews. Art gallery, music player. The Disney Classic Games Aladdin and Lion King Collection will be out this fall, though no specific release date has been announced. It will retail for $29.99 US. No UK or Australian prices are available as of yet. There you go. Why Everybody's like, why is DuckTales getting ripped down, right? Clearly because Disney's got plans for all their classic games now. John Drake over there, Big Cigar, Mountain John Drake money. making moves. He's jumping. He's, he's already he's not making standing moves. Still. He's not standing still. He's not standing still. still. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, I like it. I do too. Uh, again, these are games that I remember, but they didn't really resonate with me in terms of. St- I know so many people have memories tied up in this. What I love about it is what you just talked about with the uh, digital clips doing it right. The TLC being put into it. Oh, I mean, this, they do all the, the, the interactive museum stuff. They really right? go to town with all that nostalgia stuff. Yeah, tons and tons of, of background material. I mean, all these different modes are, are really fun. Um, I know again so much like you for different reasons but much like you these games don't have any special place in my memory because yeah. I was never a Genesis Super Nintendo guy I was like what I was 50 more of, by the time I was more on like the, I, was, I mean, the Amiga guy during those yeah, years yeah, yeah. Um, but I do know 
that these games, particularly Aladdin, beloved, and I believe particularly on the Genesis, a lot of funness out there for these yeah. games. So people, I saw on Twitter the other day, a lot of excitement about these games coming back. Do you think this is coincidental or is this part of like the whole big, because these are two movies that Disney just rebooted in live action recently. Do you sure. think this is part of like some whole big synergistic thing or is yeah. it just coincidental? I think it, I think it's synergistic in the way that Disney game, Disney's getting serious about games. I think they know that these are... Well, they hired John Drake. You can't get any more serious than that. Exactly. I know. They know that these are bulls in the chamber yet, yet to fire. I think, yeah, that, yeah they're you know now more than ever, right? They're back yeah. in the public mind share. Those movies did so well. Yeah. A um, couple of things. Lay it on me. Um... It is strange, isn't it? Where's the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin? They've got a trade show demo and Game Super Game Boy, but no Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, of course, Sam Claiborne, uh, the definitive voice on all things retro over at IGN. It's I like that he calls out this idea that it was from Mikami. I didn't even know that, and I don't, I don't know the differences of it and why they'd want to keep that off or what. The other, the other thing or, that I find interesting, just going back historically, yeah. maybe someone in your wrong can uh, who who knows the, the history can. BCW, everybody in your wrongs, confirming I am the best and correct that it is December third for Life is Strange episode five. Okay, good job. Um, I always found it interesting back in the day that when they did, and this is true of other games as well, but Aladdin's a great example of it, that when they did Aladdin on the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, they weren't just ports of each other, but they were two very different games. It seems like, a, like why not? It just seems like it would be cheaper and more efficient just to release the same game on two different platforms, as was the norm. Yeah. Why develop two very different versions of the same license? I mean, it's cool that they did because you've got two different games, but yeah. from, a, from a business standpoint, that just seems odd. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know why they ever did that. I, I will have to watch because, of course, the Explorable Museum has behind-the-scenes development assets and uh, interviews. And, and just as a general, and I also know the Lion King does. It. I believe the Lion King is known for being notoriously difficult. I have, Aladdin is as well, right? But yeah. I, I've seen I've seen a bunch of people uh, streaming uh, the Lion King on. The, if you go to the sure. retro channel on Twitch, where I like to hang out, you, you live there. I, I love it. Yeah, uh, and I know that people uh, Aladdin is very popular, but Lion King uh, is popular too. Okay. So, you know, these these are good ones to bring back. Are there any other Disney... Um, are there any other titles like Castle in that? Castle of Illusion people loved. Yeah. yeah. That already came back, though. I mean, whatever. Yeah, but it, and they're going to bring it back again now as a Disney classic I'm just wondering if there were any other like movie licenses of that era. The, the, uh, Was the, there a Little Mermaid game? Where's Cool no. Spot? We need a Cool Spot no, revival. We, we, Am I right? We really don't. We do, man. It was awesome. I love that game. Picking up bottle caps. That was what it was all about. Imagine that. Imagine how great that era was. The Tood. That, you know the what? You know what, everybody? We're a soft drink, and we have made the red dot into a character. Why not put them in a video game? There Probably was a period done. during the We're 90s out. where every character had a pair of sunglasses and like a self-knowing smirk. Oh, totally. And it was like all about attitude. Exactly. Like everyone Chester w- Cheetah never left it behind. Oh, my God. He's still he's still doing it. He's still fucking with people, too. Last time I saw a commercial. Um, Chitty Chat Chat. And kind of funny.com slash you're wrong says Aladdin on the SNES was the shittiest version of the game. That's why we aren't getting it. What was? It, Super it, Nintendo? Yeah, Super Nintendo. Oh, was it not uh, good? I mean, according to Chitty Chitty Chat Chat. Chitty Chat Chat Chat. Chitty Chat Chat. <laughs> He's saying Chit, it. Chat. Chitty Chitty Chat Chat. Now, of course, I can never prove it. Also, and you're wrong, though. Imran. It just says Imran. Is it real Imran? I, think I don't the know. Ge- I think the Genesis version was considered the superior version, but I don't think the Super Nintendo version was considered shit just different and kind of good in a different way imran you give me a text if it's really you not that it really matters but i'm gonna read the you're wrong anyway aladdin was licensed to shiny for genesis for the genesis and capcom for the snes just because capcom had the disney licenses for some snes games disney only owns the viacom games so they don't have the rights to the cap to capcom's oh, old so they kind of had to do it differently. thus the lack of the snes aladdin. okay got that it. makes sense that makes right, sense. okay got it yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and nanobiologist uh, Imran says that is indeed him. Uh, the nanobiologist. Well, what a dedicated co-host. You don't even. You don't. He's you doing, never watch the show if you're not on it. You know what I mean? He's like he's like Albert Brooks in uh, broadcast news. You're gonna get this reference. Albert Brooks in broadcast news. Like calling in all the information. Yeah, I remember that. I remember he's hearing it on the uh, on the on the live. I, I noticed that when me and Barry were here on a Sunday streaming Batman, you couldn't even give us the decency of hosting our stream. Clicked over there. He had someone in the else. chat. I was hanging out in the chat. Yeah, sure. Gracing All you with right. my presence. Uh, coming down from your mountain, your ivory tower. I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed that stream, by the way. It made me want to play the game. No, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, what a game. You played yeah. it before, right? No, I never played it. What? Oh, what? That, 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 that's, that's why I was asking if there was like a... Um, a PS4 or an Xbox One remaster of it that I could get. That's what we're playing. That's what we're That's what I want to get. Yeah, I'm it's, into it. It's always on sale. The Return to Arkham is always on sale, and then we'll get to later. Especially where, deal would, you, where would you recommend I start? Just with Arkham Asylum? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You got to yeah. do Arkham Asylum, City, and then Night Origins is like hard to play. Like the you only don't have way, to play like, yeah, you don't really have to play Origins. All right, okay. I recommend your wife would love it too. Especially well, City. Liked, yeah. We both like Spider-Man, and it's the same vibe, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I was thinking Odyssey, too, because I know she liked you know the open world stuff. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff, yeah. God. God, what, what a bunch of great games. Let's just cancel I can't, everything. I can't believe you haven't played them. He's embarrassing. He's embarrassing. Yeah, I, there, 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 I definitely have some embarrassing uh, gaps in my, in my play history. It's yeah. okay. I do, too. Not me. We all do. Yeah. No, not me. Nail yeah, it all. Y- yeah, you do. No. Every PC Perfect. game ever made. It's because eventually the good ones get ported. What do I care? You know what I mean? If your game, <laughs> if your game's good in the wrong. beta testing period on PC, eventually you, it comes out. I mean, if you want console. to play the inferior, dumbed-down version of the game, then hey, that's, man. that's on you. I'm just sitting. I, I'm very much the guy in the Matrix taking the other pill and just chilling out, enjoying <laughs> my life. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a fucking superstar over here. Number three. Cyberpunk won't have you choose a gender at start anymore. This is Game Central at Metro. Oh, uh, uh, Barrett, while I do this, will you open it up and get me... Th- they're talking... To, it's an interview that they're doing with someone from CD Projekt Red. I just have it as MJ from the interview because I I didn't put in the intro. I just want to know name and title. Doesn't matter too much. Here we go. Game Central's asked this question. Traditional science fiction tends to be strangely sexless, and yet we see in the real world that that's the first thing people think of when new technology emerges. But CD Projekt uh, keeps getting themselves in trouble with the portrayal of gender and trans issues. Have you changed your approach to how you deal with those sorts of things in the last year or so? MJ says, you know, we really want to make a video game that's really inclusive. Oh, this is an interview? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you understand where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. Back to MJ the, is some guy that works at CG, Pro, CG, CG Project. CG Project. Yeah. Right. Okay. Back to the interviewer. I've spoken to a number of your devs now, and it's obvious to me they're trying to do the right thing, but it's such a diff- difficult subject. Back to MJ. Got a name yet for me, Barrett? No? Okay. No. I'm in the article, too, and there's like no... There's no intro to the front that says, like, we sat down to talk to... Give me a Mikhail second. I got to read through Jacobson. This. Marth, Marth Junkers. Marth Junkers? Junkers? And I right. can't get who. Is G, GC just... Uh, GC's game? just... That's okay. easy. That's, that's game, game central. central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Back to Mark. Of course, if you tackle certain subjects, then you will expect people to have an opinion about it, and we respect that. And it's good that people give us feedback. And our character, cre- and our character creation menu, for instance, compared to the last demo we now give you... Uh, Sorry, it's you know how it is when somebody's writing Sorry. what they wrote. It's so confusing. And really quick, it's Marth. Marth. Like Marth. 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 Okay. Uh, Not Martha. Yeah. Why did you say that name? Marth. Yes. Got it. From like the that weird game that that dude. Fire Smash. Emblem or whatever. Yeah, whatever. whatever. But Martha would be from Batman v Superman. But that's not who this is. Why'd you say that name? Marth. And our character creation menu, for instance. Compared to the last demo, we now give you so many more options. For instance, you don't choose your gender anymore. You don't choose, I want to be female or a male character. You now choose a body type. Because we want you to feel free to create any character you want. 
So you choose your body type, and we have two voices. One that's male sounding, one that's female sounding. You can mix and match. You can just connect them any way you want. And then we have a lot of extra skin tones and tattoos and hairstyles. So we really want to give people the freedom to make their own character and play the way they want to play. And the interview has a couple littler questions around that. Basically, though, uh, the interview is doing a great job of being like, as they let in with it, right? Hey, like, this is something you guys seem to step on this rake all the time in your front yard and hit yourself in the face on this game that everybody loves. What's going on with that? Because I think the next question is, like, have you brought in people to consult about this? And he's, his response is like, we're already a very, you know, uh, diverse team. <coughs> we're not bringing in specifically people, but we're all working on it. Stuff. Right. I thought a great reaction to what happened, right? I think this is a step in the right direction. I think you're going to see more of this, and I think particularly with a game like Cyberpunk, which deals with issues of body identity and transformation and stuff like that, it makes sense to me that that they would approach it in this way. Right. That you know you can the, the idea that you can that you can externally modify yourself to to match whatever whatever it is that you identify as internally. Yeah. I feel, it feels like a good match. Yeah, for these kind of issues to be working in this in this game the way that and they again, are. it's the simplest thing of you're it's just removing this binary choice of saying if you're male or female, right? right? It makes it so much easier. And this is again me speaking as somebody who doesn't struggle with these issues, or I shouldn't even say struggle with it, doesn't think about these often, right? Right. I think it's a step in the right direction. I think it's nice to see CD Projekt Red, who we have seen, as I said earlier, step on this rake multiple times. Yeah, be like, no, no, we're taking the feedback and we are implementing that in the game and. It, we're do, we're working on this to make it a more inclusive. Yeah, game. and the and the usual and the usual suspects will complain about it, of course, and we'll just ignore them. Everybody will complain. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. The internet. But hey, I thought it was a nice little move. I agree. Number four has a new Apex Legend been revealed? Uh, Barrett, if you want in this article to click on which were posted on Reddit, that might help you. This is Cass Marshall over at Polygon at a GameStop convention. Or no, I'm sorry, at a GameStop conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Players may have gotten a sneak peek at a new unannounced content coming to Respawn's Battle Royale game Apex Legends. Among the surprises include a new character, new weapon, and some Halloween-themed content. The images, which were posted on Reddit, show a presentation of upcoming releases for Apex Legends. Can we show the crypto stuff? Uh, the new legend, Crypto, looks relatively low-key compared to editions like Octane and Watson. While he's not wearing a bulky jumpsuit or rocking a radical mask, he does appear to have a sweet jacket and is sporting a sidearm. I do like the jacket. They should make nice jacket. That. Tim would wear that in a heartbeat. Uh... We may have seen a glimpse of Crypto in the Season 2 trailer at the beginning. A very similar character seems to boot up some kind of program via a computer. Uh, he also appears, parentheses, in a slightly different form, in the background of a piece of concept artwork uh, for the par- character Pathfinder. Data miners have found information on Crypto before, making this leak seem legitimate. Well, again, it's the ma- it's the GameStop Managers Expo over there where they all show new stuff. Charge Rifle there is what it's going. So I would Im- imagine 100% these are official. If you've got, let me, let me ask you to speculate here sure. from a game design standpoint. If, you, if you're doing a class-based shooter like Apex Legends, yeah. and you're introducing a character called Crypto, who Crypto. By, by the name and the look seems to be a kind of a hacker, yeah. like what kind of role do you imagine that being from a game design standpoint? I mean, I, with all, I will not answer, because I'm just not versed in Apex Legends enough to tell you like what the roster looks like and what the powers he could have and stuff like that. I think it's potentially interesting, because there's always like a heavy weapons guy, there's sure. always a sniper, there's always like a, a scout, like a fast yeah, guy. Yeah. Something like this, it, it, you know, if, if you can like hack areas of yeah, the map 100%. or whatever to blind you know maybe you can shut down the the map for the other team or whatever i think i think stuff like that could be really interesting 
Yeah. Yeah, more power to you. The images are out there. I do believe they're real. Obviously, again, a whole bunch of stuff's happening. I guess Last of Us showed new footage there. Last of Us Part 2 showed some stuff there. Used to play this game uh, back on back in the days of the Xbox 360 called Chrome Hounds, okay. which you may not well, remember. I remember the name, but it I was a, the It was game. a giant walking robot mech team shooter. Okay. And it was really cool because you had these communication nodes ba- uh, around the map. And if you could shut down, if you and each team had their own communication nodes. And if you shut down those towers or captured them or destroyed them or whatever, it actually disabled your ability to have voice communication in game with your that's cool with your teammates, right? That's really cool. And you had to get the towers back up so you could so you could I communicate like that again. I like that that, that, that kind of stuff is cool. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Number five on the Roper Report, Randy Pitchford has been accused of contempt. This is Richard Wakeling at GameSpot. Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford continues to be embroiled in legal disputes stemming from a host of allegations made against him over the past few months. Wade Callender, Gearbox's former legal counsel, filed a motion on Tuesday in Dallas Dallas County, Texas, District Court for contempt and requested sanctions against Gearbox, alleging, quote, discovery abuse and failure to produce certain court-ordered documents. Quote, Callender believes he can prove that Gearbox and their lawyers continue to violate this court's order and hide documents, the most recent filing reads. Enough is enough, and Gearbox needs to be held in contempt and sanctioned for this behavior, end quote. This follows months of back-and-forth legal disputes between the two parties. Calendar served, his Gearbox, served Gearbox with a set of eight what I always say? Inter- interrogatories? Interrogatories. Interrogatories. That's a tough one even for me. Thank you. In February of this year, uh, which the Borderlands developer responded to in March with a one-page document, Calendar claimed a deficiency in this response and requested an amendment. After a week with no response, Calendar filed a motion to compel Gearbox to respond to the deficiency letter. Gearbox agreed to provide amended interrogatories. In this, interrogatory. That's just interrogatory, yeah. Responses by July 3rd, but a later 30-day expansion was pushed back to August 2nd. And when the de- latest deadline arrived, Gearbox provided their response, which included text correspondence between Pitchford and, quote, a member of the press that he had a podcast with, in which the two discussed the aforementioned USB drive. Uh, obviously, I cut out the stuff in the beginning because this is a long enough article as it is, but we all remember this, right? Gearbox, Gearbox sued uh, Calendar, then Calendar countersued and said the drive had kitty porn on it, but it, or no, underage porn, but then on a podcast, Randy said it was just a... a, a he was bar- trying to learn magic? Barely 18 from a squirting girl. Uh, then it, <laughs> and then it was that Calendar's like, well, no, they said he, he stole $12 million. And then, and it's just a very public <laughs> dispute between two jilted lovers. Anyways, though, back to the thing here now, right? Uh, USB drive. Uh, Pitchford appeared on the December 20 second episode of the Piff Podcast one day after Calendar's suit was filed. During the conversation with comedian and fellow magician host John Van Der Putt, Pitchford mentioned the USB drive contained barely legal pornography. Quote, in response to little quote is the usb stick falling out or has the internet moved on now pitchford replied internet is fine all they care about is if my next video game is good or not it comes as, this is back to now calendar's quote here uh, it comes as no surprise that gearbox did not want to disclose this very telling document the latest filing claims on monday ahead of calendar's official filing the dallas county fifth circuit court of appeals denied gearbox's request for relief the company claimed that the quote trial court abused its discretion by overruling numerous objections to requests for production of documents and compelling production of certain documents. The appellate court stated that Gearbox, quote, has shown, has not shown they are entitled to the relief requested, end quote. I mean, this is not interesting. Personally, this is not interesting. You want to know why? It's not interesting. Here's the thing. 
I'll, 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 this is behind the curtain baseball stuff for you. Uh, I saw this this morning. Uh, I saw it yesterday with the Hollywood Reporter. I saw GameSpot reporting on it today as well. And I, I read through it, and I remember last time around when one of these updates happened, we didn't do it on here. And I saw some enough comments where I was like, oh, people want to hear the blow-by-blow blow of this story. Uh-huh. I think personally, until they're in court and something's happening, or bombshell, Randy Pitcher has been arrested and put into jail for contempt or something like that, it continues to be what we've talked about since the beginning, where if you remember when we first talked about this lawsuit, and we being kind of funny games daily, the response, it came, the initial claim came out from Calendar. I guess not the initial. The counter suit came out from Calendar, where it was the, he, had, he lost this medieval time USB drive that had child porn on it, and he's stealing $12 million. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And then Gearbox, the company, put out a statement that was like, listen, He's using language in a very specific way that's clearly trying to make this out to be something it's not out to be, and blah, blah, blah. And the more and more you hear about it, the more and more you run through this, to me personally, and I'll I'll wait for the court, court to weigh in on all of it, it just strikes me as two friends who were in a business together that have had a horrible breakup and are now suing each other. Right. And you're you're literally nickeling, diming each person for whatever you can. And yeah. I don't mean like for money, I mean like, they didn't do this correctly, so I'm filing this injunction. Well, we this when you've got a court case coming up, it is this drip, drip, drip of constant yeah. revelations. Yeah. Um, look, I'm excited about Borderlands 3. I look forward to playing it Me with too. you on PlayStation 4, as yeah. you've successfully talked me into. GG. Um, look, I, 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 don't mean to, I don't mean to be dismissive of it. I, I think that industry observers find this stuff interesting. I think that rubberneckers that like to watch this kind of you know, gossipy stuff go on, find it interesting. Yeah. It's not particularly interesting for me. I do think that if, and I'm not naming when any moves names. start happening. I, I, think, I think that if people uh, are behaving, people in the games business are behaving inappropriately or doing wrong things, that should be brought to light. And if, and I, can should be held accountable. if I can pause you right there, one of the other reasons I want to put it behind the curtain, right, is obviously we've worked with uh, 2K on Borderlands 3 stuff before. Me, Fran, and Andrea went down and did the uh, reveal event back in the day, right? right? right. And I'm, I, I would hazard a guess we'll do it again in some form or fashion. Wink. Uh, I want it in here to show that, yeah, we're saying that. And I want it as clear as day on the record, right, that if it's revealed that Randy Pitchford, CEO of Gearbox, stole $12 million from his company and has child porn, nail that guy to the fucking wall. Are you kidding me? That prosecute should, if, to the if, fullest if, extent of the law. If that's the, if, if that's the case with anybody, of course. that should come to light. But I'm, you, know, you know how the, and I don't mean you, viewer, you, listener, but the internet likes to get, right, of like, I don't want you to think I'm not putting this story in there because, oh my God, they worked with them back in the day. They must have, you know, I don't want there to be hushed tones or something to it. I don't know if I would normally put it in the story because it's going to continue to be like this of another yeah, injunction, we're, another we're, allegation, we're in, another we're in little for thing. The fucking a little thing. On this like one. until there's like they settle out of court or something comes through or somebody testifies, I don't know how much there is more to say except these guys are still fighting. These two people are still fighting that used to run this company. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's what it's, but I want to say, I want, I'll continue to put it in there because I don't even think I'm hiding anything or like that. I, that I'm Look, they're going to court. A, a, a judge will make a ruling. It'll all come out in the wash again. Yeah. Let's, let's wait and see. Okay. Uh, I have a wash for you on the Wolfenstein patch notes. Are you excited for that? Yeah. Young, but I was just, so I didn't get to play it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, it's not that I didn't get to, I, I could have played it. I chose not to because when it came out, the reviews were really bad. Yeah. Even though it seemed like it was going to be good. Um, I guess, I guess they're patching it. Is yeah. this the final <laughs> item on the Roper Report? This is the final item on the Roper Finally Report. Finally, a Baker's Dozen! Thank you. I saw in your wrongs. Uh, oh, yar. did you not do it earlier? 
Yar John. Oh, dropping the ball. No, no, it's me. I didn't get in the intro. It's me. I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. Yeah, Yar John. Jung. John June. You did not say how many items there were. Yeah, exactly. So he put in there a baker's dozen. I was like, I did forget it. I did forget it. The chat was blowing up about it, and I was like, patience, y'all. I'm going to find that. Guys, I don't know if you missed the beginning. It's funny. The kind of funny best friends are like, so used to things being the way they should yep. let you make you deviate from one thing. Exactly. And everyone's freaking out. Remember when <laughs> Star Lord's trying to land the ship in Guardians and Drax is out the back and they're falling apart? Yeah. That's how I feel right now. So the really? fact that the show's happening, yeah. As I hurtle towards PAX, not ready. Yeah, this is how <laughs> I feel right now. No, let alone, t- you know, it's a whole other story. There's a whole bunch of things happening here today and getting ready for PAX. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to land the fucking plane. Uh, patch notes 1.0.5 dropped, or patch 1.0.5. Dropped today on PC and introduced an even larger number of player requested features. Chief among those updates is the addition of checkpoints to towers and end bosses, adding a toggle to remove enemy health bars, visuals for a more classic Wolfenstein experience, and improvements to sister AI that allow her to retreat more often when taking damage from large enemies. Uh, here are the key up- the other key updates. Adjusting difficulties for all boss fights. Taking a variety of actions designed to reduce the feeling of enemy bullet sponginess. Granting ammo for basic weapons after player respawn. Adding more special weapon ammo throughout more difficult areas. Adding duplicate tutorial laptops to the game to make 100% completion attainable. Uh, Fixing an issue that could cause an area to respawn enemies prematurely. Patch 1.05 will arrive on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 next week with the Switch patch coming in the following weeks. Uh, check out more of the patch notes if you need more on it. Just thought a hey, heads up because I know a lot of people enjoyed aspects of it where they were turned off by other aspects of it, you know, as they continue yeah, I'm, to I'm, I'm, you know, chip away. The, 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 you know, we talk all the time about how patching the, the ability to patch games is often a, an excuse to kind of throw something out yep. that's not finished. And we do see that a lot. But also, you know, it does, it does give them the opportunity to continue to fine tune and address player concerns and things like that. This is good. Yeah, 100%. No, no, no problems here. Not, every, not everything has to be something we shit the bed over. This is fine. Sure, okay. Nothing is fucked, dude. Nothing's fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> good you like it? Yeah. Gary? Yeah. I'm excited to see what games are coming out today that I then may get patches in a couple weeks to make them even better now. Where can I go to find out what's come to the mom and crop drops today? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah! Barrett! Prepare for a change. I'm going to drop the ads here. Uh, Today, we're sponsored by Brooklinen and Upstart. Let's start with Brooklinen. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care. You spend a third of your life in the sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? So, when you sleep, sleep well on hotel-quality sheets that don't cost an arm and a leg. People like us are loving and recommending Brooklinen.com. You've heard me talk about it a million times. I love my Brooklinen sheets. They legitimately are the only sheets we sleep in. We do the thing where I need to buy another set, where we wash them, but you you don't put the other you, my spare sheets they don't go on it's like washer dryer back on the bed that's what happens because the the brooklyn sheets are so good Brooklyn Sheets have been named the winner of the best of online betting category by Good Housekeeping. They have reviews from that are raving reviews from uh, Business Insider, Apartment Therapy, Men's Health. They have 35,000 plus five-star reviews, more than any other online betting company. Uh, of course, you know I love it. You know that Portillo loves it. When you see a photo of Porty on... By the way, if you're an audio listener, Portillo's on the table. He drank Gar- Gary's Diet Coke. It was very he bizarre. T- t- he took a few sips from my Diet Coke. Very weird. I don't know. Don't tell Jen. Uh, if you see Porty photos of him in a bed, though, it's my Brooklinen Sheets. These are luxury sheets, towels, and bedding without the luxury markup. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer to my listeners, and you can get 
10% off and free shipping when you use the promo code games at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product and their sheets, comforters, and towels. They all come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is use the promo code games at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code games. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. Up next is Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out of debt is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Uh, You've all heard the story before, but when I moved here, got a loan, and it had a bad, bad rate on it, Upstart would have helped me. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. The best part? Once the loan is approved, more most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their wedding, and make large purchases. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. In hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Games, games. I like to add the echo. You know what I mean? I like that. Make it feel epic. Yeah. Gary out today. Polygon says the game of the year edition of Insomniac Games' Spider-Man arrives on Wednesday, offering the base game plus the City That Never Sleeps DLC extension that followed its launch one year ago. Marvel's Spider-Man Game of the Year edition is $39.99 and available through the PlayStation Store and other retailers. Great game, great price. If you haven't jumped on it yet, you gotta get in there. But Abigail Warner isn't thrilled about it. Abigail writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says today Sony revealed the Spider-Man game of the year edition but upon further further inspection of the box art the DLC is not on the disc the game comes with a code for the DLC which as someone who still buys mostly physical games I find very disappointing I understand it from a marketing point of view and I'm sure it will sell well but as a consumer it seems pointless how much more effort would it have been to put the DLC on the disc uh, I'd love so to hear your thoughts on this. I, I don't understand the, uh, what the marketing point is. Like, why why not put it on the disc? I think it would have taken more resources. I think that's the reason, right? What does that mean, though? I mean, it fits on the disc. I, I think mean, right now they're just taking the Spider-Man disc, right, and putting a new label on it, right? And I'm sure there's, there's uh, probably... They, they don't want to, like, burn a new disc? I would think so, because I think you have to go through manufacturing costs and all these different things and stuff to that that nature. I suppose. I, I, I think that's just the the... I think... I would assume, and I'm, we're way outside of our depth here. If any of my developer friends who want to be anonymous want to text me and explain I mean, to me what's the difference it's, to me. It's not, on the one hand, it's not a big deal to download the DLC and get it on your hard drive, and then you've got it. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah, it should, should have been on the disc. I would think it has something to do with the fact of the way the game is programmed, the way everything works, it knows to ping and look for it in this file folder and this structure yeah, or whatever the thing. So it's, it's like, the, it's not the end you of would world. have to go in and redo a disc or redo the network structure or whatever. We've got, we got bigger things to worry about. All right, fine. Well, geez. All right. Sorry, Abigail. Yeah. Suck it up, says Gary Witta. That's a direct <laughs> quote from the guy who wrote Rogue No, I, th- I, th- I, think I, I think it's a valid question. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I just, I, I, here's the other thing, and this is a, not even a you're wrong, but I want it to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Can you give me examples of other Game of the Year editions who have done it the other way? Because I feel like a lot, most of the time, and I guess I don't buy Game of the Year editions that often, but I feel like, hey, it's a Game of the Year edition. It has all those junk in it, all the DLC. The DLC is still the DLC. I still think you get the code for it. 
I don't remember many yeah, look, times. And once, and once you put, I'm guessing that once you put the game in, it's going to detect and download the DLC right away. So you, and, you, and you're going to spend hours and hours and hours playing the actual game. So yeah. it's not like you have to wait to get the DLC. It's going to be there waiting for you. Yeah. When you path when of least play. resistance, right? I feel like it's just it's just. I hey, suppose. this is the easiest way. If, to that's get what, if that's what enables them to put this out at forty bucks, yeah, great. that's also another good point. Yeah, uh, Hookbots. No, Hookbots, not Hook. Hookbots. Hookbots comes to Switch and Xbox One. <laughs> Pantsu Hunter, back to the nineties. Okay, that one's got me intrigued. You want to see Pantsu Hunter? Back it to comes to the PlayStation 90s? Four and PlayStation. I mean, make, just because it has the word pants in it. Pantsu. Pantsu. Uh, Headspun comes to Switch and PC. Subara City comes to Xbox One. Uh, Kamiko comes to Xbox One. Vambrance Cold Soul comes to PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Barrett, how are we looking on trailer four? You got anything on Pantsu, Pantsu Hunter, Hunter, Barrett? Uh, I, I, I saw a thumbnail, and I, I want to... You're investigating before I, you throw it up? I, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I want to try what, to Is it potentially it, dodgy? Sounds like maybe some big, big old titties, big old anime titties uh, hanging out there. You know what I mean? Well, it is on Vita. Okay. Okay, that's fair. He, that's yeah, fair. he's got I a can't, point. I can't hear. Yeah. Uh, new dates for you. Spyro Reignited Trilogy uh, is coming to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam worldwide September 3rd. Caravan Stories completes its journey to the PlayStation 4 on September 10th. Falcon Age is on the Epic Game Store September 6th. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, okay, we're, uh, we're watching. Here's, the, here's Pantsu. This is the Steam trailer for Pantsu Hunter uh, from the clip I saw that Barrett had over is there. Is it going to be dodgy? There, there are some bikinis happening right, for let's sure. See. Okay. It's it's coming to Vita, so like Gary said, it's probably a visual novel. Probably got to rub something, rub somebody. All right. Let's see what we got here. If you're not, yeah, it's just a, a lot, lot of pans a lot, a lot and environments. Now we got a girl and a Anime shirt. style. It's uh, Haruka. Okay. I was waiting I, for you, Kenji. Kenji. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually wanted to be with you. Oh, she's winking. Oh, it's she's, one of these. Okay, yeah, all right, right, I get it. Here we go. Anko. Anko is here, and she says, how are we going to wake her up? He he. he, he. What are you what doing, are you doing this, this for? There's another character, Yukari Arai. Do you, Do you need, need help? help? You don't look well. Sorry, I'll be gone for like five minutes. This is riveting stuff. Anna, no, Anna just seems like she's in a negligee here. Some kind of robe. Now she's now she's in one of those shirts. I am sure. And the car is driving. He's, He's such, such a, a filthy, filthy old man. man. Only, Only panties. panties. Yeah. He has to do with pants. No. Will help me. Look at the old, look at the old uh, '90s uh, Windows XP. I mean, this computer. is the '90s thing. Find true love. That was actually pretty. That was I think that was even before Windows. Find XP. true love. Oh, now we're on the All beach. Right, here's some bikinis. bikinis. All right, I guess. All right, I guess. Pantsu Hunter, Hunter back, back to, to the, the '90s. '90s. All right, yeah. well, if that's your cup of tea, I feel like I know less nuts. about the game. <laughs> I feel like I know less about Could the be game. Could be an easy player, Greg. It, they never are. No, no. Although all these games that are like, yeah, I'll rub this girl and do this, and like they're never, they're never easy. They're never <laughs> yeah, as easy you, as you I, think. I guess you've researched well, this tried. thoroughly. I was okay. like, it'll be hilarious to get a platinum in Criminal Girls or uh, what's the one where you shoot the girls, and give them orgasms. Jesus Gal Christ, Galgun, and they never are. It's like play for 150 hours. Like, Jesus. Uh, uh, what, what else is Falcon Age is on the Epic Game Store September 6th. This Friday, August 30th, CD Projekt Red is doing their deep dive video on. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. You can get it on their Twitch. Agent A, a puzzle disguise, comes to PlayStation 4 tomorrow. Deals of the day, PlayStation Plus games for September have been announced. It is Batman Arkham Knight. Well, okay, so I would, yeah. I, well, I have PS Plus, so I could get it, but you're saying um, that's not what I should start with. Well, here's no. the thing Return to Arkham is which games? Uh, it's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Gary, what if I told you right now at your fingertips you have access to all these games for free? How do I have them? 
Nanobiologist says Return of Arkham is on Xbox Game Pass. But I don't have Xbox you Game Pass. You don't have Game Pass? No, I, I thought you did. Because uh, I got it for a while and I felt like it was... I, ta- I probably would take this back now. At the time I got it, I didn't feel like it was a great value. Sure. Mm. Uh, it depends maybe, how much you're using it. Maybe too. I should get it again, though. Okay. Well, then you don't I mean, have Because I would get Gears 5 and all kinds of stuff that sure. I want. I can get you code if you want. Yeah, give me Gears 5. Well, no, I'll get you Game Pass. Yeah, give me Game Pass. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Even better. <laughs> okay, so then so now you I got often Game say Pass. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And if you're not making moves, you're standing still. Uh, so yeah, anyways, you play those two on Xbox and then play yeah. Arkham Knight over there. Brilliant. You're done. I'll come back. Download to you. it in September, remember. That, just redeem these games. You don't lose anything. Just, add them to your library. just right. do it. Yeah. Good, good, good. I love it. Uh, time for reader mail. I already told you about our sponsors, which is great. Can't believe Portilla drank Diet Coke. He just had a couple of little, couple little that laps. That DC of it. man, that DC around here. Everybody's in, look at it. Gave him, the, gave him the energy he needs for the day. <sighs> okay, twenty thirty eight. Pokemon CEO writes into patreoncom games and says, "Gary, you've written across multiple mediums: movies, TV, comics, and games. How is writing games different? What's easier and what's harder? Uh, are branching pathways a pain?" Jeez, I could. I mean, I could give a really long, like lecture, like answer to that. I obviously won't because we're we're close to the end of the show. But yeah, games. I would just real quick. Games. I personally think are the most difficult medium to write for because you have all of the same burdens of, you know, that you have in traditional media. If I'm writing a TV show or a film, I want to make sure that the story is interesting, that it has a good plot, that it has a good theme, that characters are interesting, that holds your interest, that it has something original to say, that it's not derivative. You've got to do all those things in a game as well. Plus the additional burden of the character depend can be depend on if it's something like you know Last of Us or whatever you just tell a story there's no branching there's no real player agency yeah. but on something like The Walking Dead going back to Telltale from the top of the show brutally difficult to to manage all those different pathways and to make sure that each possible path that a player could take through a story is you know equally satisfying but its own unique way yeah. it's a nightmare and when people come to me to consult this because I still do a lot of this work people come to me and say will you help us with this game or that game. Uh, if it's one of those games that has like branching linear, the branching nonlinear storylines, I'm always like, okay, Ooh. what am I getting into here? Because it can be a real, yeah, it can be a real pain. Um, so I, 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 I think that when it works, like in the case of something like The Walking Dead or. Um, uh, like, something like you've been playing Telling Lies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that can, the payoff can be fascinating, and sure. it's unlike anything you get from a film or a television show. But for the people that are working on those games, yeah, they're a real nightmare. A String real theory everywhere. Oh, my Connect God. everything. Ryuji writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, what's up, Greg and Gary? How's it going? Pretty well. Pax is here. Uh, now, I haven't been to ask this question for a while. I just always forget to submit. Greg, you've recently fallen in love with Moonlighter. I did. It was uh, the video game club uh, game of the month uh, two months ago. So if you or whatever. But anyways, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. A buck gets it to for you. Um, I've been there since it launched on PlayStation 4 and purchased it again on Switch for obvious reasons. I commented on a few videos saying you guys should check it out, but clearly y'all didn't see my little comment. How can we as the community inform each other of dope indie games such as Moonlighter? Around the same time, I was also playing Wizards of Legend, parentheses, a rogue-like or light or whatever the fuck the genre is called uh, in a spellcasting game. But I play it. But I play it as the Avatar, the last airbender game we deserve. Uh, Angry Greg voice. Play Wizards of Legend as well. Well, now I know about Wizards of Legend. Barrett's shaking his head at it. You played it? You don't like it? Yeah, I had to play that for IGN. Big nope. Okay. 
but I think it's also about going uh, to the. You're talking about how can you get people's attention? And uh, you're talking about us. I think kind of funny. Uh, you're talking about leaving comments on videos. I think it's about where you go. We put up so many videos and we're all on so many different shows that I'd love to spend all day in kind of funny games daily comments. I rarely do. I rarely have any time to. So it's uh, when I do, it's a treat to go in there and talk to a few of you. Thumbs up a few things. Uh, it's if you wanted to talk to me, right? Like obviously tweeting at me is a really great way to do it. Uh, and then subreddit threads are usually the best for me. That's that's the. Uh, forum i exist in the most i know out in the community in a community of uh, kind of funny characters out there everybody has different tastes whether it be facebook uh, i love instagram obviously that's hard to talk to uh nick doesn't like any of it and doesn't do any of it and once every three weeks checks on twitter and then answers a million things all of his tweets nine or 90 percent of his tweets from me yeah, yeah yeah you're doing your job well though barrett you know what i mean there you go gary it's time to squat up this is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today, Ryan needs help on the Epic Games Store or whatever. Epic Controversial. Games. Undead Desperado is his name there, all one word. Hello, Gary. I'm sorry. Hello, Greg and Twitch slash Family Game Night Superstar Gary. I've done something I've never done in my life. Used a vacation day to play video games. I have September 13th off so I can play Borderlands 3 all day in preparation. I'm sorry, and in preparation, I would like to add some of the best friends so on release day, we can get all those sweet, sweet loots. Uh, I'm living in the Eastern Standard Time Zone and will basically be on from launch until my eyes melt out of my sockets or when my wife tells me I've been playing too long and it's time for bed. Thank you guys for all you do and Gary. It's a shame I can't snag a box of Space Rocks because my wife thought that would be a great game to play with her sister. Do not actually play Space Rocks. How many fucking times do I have to tell you? He said it a bunch, guys. It's in, it's in there. It's in the Space Rocks box. Uh, if you want to play Borderlands Three with Undead Desperado, hit him up on the Epic Games Launcher account. Whatever. I just actually just signed up for the Epic Games Store yesterday. Ooh, what, what broke you? What do you control? What you, ah, okay. Too good to play it on PS4. I see how it is. Uh, here we go, Spencer. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, I want all the ray tracing and the shit that the PS4 can't do, Greg. I want the best version of the game. Whatever, man. Whatever, dude. Uh, we're gonna go to your wrong. Of course, if you're watching live on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games, we ask you to go to kindoffunny.com/slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, Roostreet.com, podcast services around the globe. Spencer says breaking news: uh, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl, exclusively revealed on Kind of Funny Games Daily, will be on sale on actual NES carts next week, September 6th, from Limited Run Games. Nice. That is true. Yes, I meant to. I got. It's heads up about that it was going to happen but then i it never i didn't get a, an embargo time so i was waiting on limited run to announce and that kind of build it's yeah you can get it i think on pc as well but they're doing a limited run on the actual NES oh, cartridges. Cool. i like that nanny like uh, just says the telltale price was not disclosed no i'm sure it wasn't <laughs> lots are in here but it's one of those where a lot of people are uh, you know saying the same things because we asked a lot of questions. So that's great. Y'all did a good job. But now I just got to, you know, go through here and do this. There was a Little Mermaid game for the NES. Thank you very much. That was that was Okay. okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, Chad writes in and says, I played a lot of SNES Aladdin. And while the Genesis version is superior, Chitty Chitty Chat Chat is a heretic and wrong. <laughs> the SNES version was still good. That's what I thought. Uh, this Now here's everybody trying to tell Gary how to get uh, everything for free. I'm glad you're doing that. Wait, how do I get everything for free? I like that. The Batman stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, where I did all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
okay, going through here. Uh, Lord of Phone says the Spider-Man Blu-ray was already close to 50 gigabytes per. The, uh, I'm sorry, the Spider-Man Blu-ray Blu-ray was already pl- pretty close to the 50 gigabyte per disc data limit. The DLC oh, well, that, would have well, required I mean, that another would, that disc. Would be the, that would be the simplest explanation. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, Shonosaurus Rex said Fallout 3 and New Vegas had extra discs that would install the DLC offline. But again, got to manufacture wanna, the disc. If you print more discs, the price goes up, and they're trying to bring the price down. Yeah, so that's why well, LA Noir was a big failure because that thing was on like three discs for the Xbox 360. You remember that? Didn't play on Xbox, so I didn't know anything about that, brother. You know no. what I'm talking about? PS3 had it down one disc, I think. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Skyrim and had the DLC on the disc. Okay. Okay. DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn was on the disc. Okay, so I'm, I'm moving on. Depends on the game. If the disc is already maxed out, that's the simplest, ex- simplest explanation. Yeah, it seems like uh, back to random or he's pointing to a GDC conference where, yeah, they were talking about how big the disc was. So that's that seems to be the thing. Jesus Christ, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. What? Yeah, okay. That's just people talking. Okay. Are these, I think this we did ne- pretty this well. next generation of consoles, Greg, are they going to be using presumably like the, the UHD uh, disc? 4K disc format? Is that going to be the, the, is that how the, the, new, the new games? I, see, physical? I, I assumed you would know. I, I know. When you start talking about anything about 4K and that kind of crap and ray tracing. Well, but I thought you might know something about the next generation of PlayStation. Even if if I knew anything about the next generation of PlayStation, you think I could tell you, Gary? Mm. On mm. camera. I don't know anything about anything on the behind the scenes. So, Gary, I'll, I'll just give a, I'll throw it out there. I think they will. I think they'll I mean, upgrade. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. if they're going to be doing 4K, 8K games, they need that they, they need, need the that room boost. on the disc, right? Yeah. yeah, and like the 4K discs are already like just as products themselves of like when you go out and buy 4K uh, Blu-rays and stuff, they're starting to get uh, cheaper and cheaper now. Yeah, so. yeah, they're not that much more expensive than the Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, there's a whole bunch of Shovel Knight stuff happening. It seems like they did like a Shovel Knight Nintendo Direct in quotes. It's not in Nintendo Direct, but there's a whole bunch of stuff. I I have a feeling Tim will recap it better than I could right now. So, but if you're a Shovel Knight fan, there's a whole bunch of fucking breaking news right now about Shovel Knight okay. and a whole bunch of different things. So look into that, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Watch us record it live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Watch it later. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. RoosterJeet.com. Podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping or hosting stuff for you. Uh, Gamescast is still happening today. It's going to be myself, Fran, and Imran Khan. Uh, you can watch it live. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can get it, of course, for free. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games on monday but if you want to watch live 2 p.m it'll also be on demand tomorrow one thing will have to be muted yeah today we're going to meet something live that i'm embargoed on but then I, as of tomorrow and or friday when it goes live it'll be fun uh thursday and friday it's going to be tim and andy nobody's asked andy if not andy then barrett and then cool greg will have to drive the show so there's a whole bunch of the contingency things happening over here <laughs> tim's eye might be falling out of his head nobody knows what's going on maybe there's a snow games daily tomorrow maybe it's canceled Harrison. I guarantee that doesn't happen. All right. <laughs> if I have to fly back here from PAX just to do it, or if I do it on my phone I, with Streamlabs, you're out. I'm running, really the, I'm running the shows for the rest of the week. I'm in control. I kind of love the idea, actually, of if it all went to shit, me just doing a selfie st- version from my hotel bed. Yeah. The low, lo fi version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, me and Gary, GG, are headed to PAX West. Penny Arcade Expo. We hope you see you up there. Come see Gary. Yeah, come say do hello. This we keynote. don't bite. Yeah, and Gary actually, I was really impressed. He asked me if I want to walk around the show floor together. So I think that you might be happening. That? We'll I do, do want to have that. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to come play Pokemon Go with me? No. Okay. But no. I'll, I'll walk around with you while you play Fair. Pokemon okay, Go. Okay, great. All right, great. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.